Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, happy Throwback Thursday. Hello, everybody. Okay, so full disclosure. <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna see some acting on this episode. Do you um, hear something in our voices right now? Do you hear a slight annoyance, but a little bit of deja vu at the same time? That's because Kevin and I just finished doing my favorite things. Kevin went off, I went off, and then my computer crashed, and it lost the file. So now we're doing it again. All so right. much, like, much like Helen Gallagher's interview <laughs> the first time around... We have now done this with the My Favorite Things. The good news is, is now it's going to be even more polished, and we won't even have to edit anything, Rob. So there you no, go. No, this is great. This is great. So we'll, we'll, we'll just jump right in. First of all, we'll give you a recap on what happened on last week's episode, or the, ep- the unaired episode you didn't see. Kevin and I talked for a little bit. We talked about the fact that we're doing Working on August 12th. Um, we did. We talked about uh, the fact that Kevin is music directing Legally Blonde. At, at the school we teach at, New York or Professional Conservatory of Musical Theater, PCMT, at New York Film Academy. Lots a lot of acronyms. I, I did about five minutes of jokes on why I wasn't going to play Elle Woods. And then uh, Kevin yep. t- talked about Bend and Snap for a little bit. I talked about how I wanted to see you do Bend and Snap for a little bit, Rob. Yeah. That, just to make sure that we got that in there. Yeah, uh-huh. great, great, great. So we talked about yeah. that. You're not so, really missing much. This is No, what, I really, now that I do the recap, it really seems like this is actually the better... Yeah, I the think better so. Rendition. It seems like wow, we spent like twenty minutes talking about that stuff, and we just covered it in twenty seconds. Yeah, so that's you know what so, we're doing better. We're doing better. That's good. And we're editing that's, ourselves now. We're, that's you know, nice. we're like the Neil Simon of podcasting. We just consistently really? come back and edit yeah. and edit until it's a refined cut, 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 cut. little yeah. jewel in our lives. That's um, right. Oh, I talked about how I yelled at a cab driver when I got back to New York because you're finally back. Because we, we should say everybody, Rob is finally back to town, no longer in Pennsylvania. Um, he's he is back in New York. And we're happy about that, aren't we, Rob? We're happy, Rob. We're happy about that. We're very happy. Um, we're also happy about <laughs> our favorite things this week. Um, yes, we are. So let's talk a little bit about some of our favorite things. Kevin, what is your favorite thing? And then I'll act surprised. And you have are to you going to act like you don't know? You're yeah, going to act yeah. like you don't yeah. know. Okay, so hold on. Let's, let's, uh, hold on. I need okay. to hear it. And i got to get in character. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not ready yet. Okay. What's all that noise? I can't focus if there's all that noise going around. Please, everybody, on the set, quiet. That was my Christian Bale impression. Oh, that's, oh that, that great. You could have used a little more anger. Okay. Uh, I also, I saw your post last night, Rob. You watched the movie Rosemary. Um, guess what movie I watched last night on Turner Classic Movies at the exact same time? Rosemary? You better believe it, buddy. I could not. I woke up this morning and I saw your post and I laughed so hard well, because I watched Sudden Fell Asleep and I watched the same thing. Why didn't you come over? You could have snuck out of the house. Why didn't you come over? Could've, we could have Skyped and like watched it together. It oh, been nice. Well, last night on TCM was like, I think, a Nelson Eddy Jeanette McDonald fest because they did you that know, and then they did uh, The New Moon. Yes, they did do that after and Naughty Marietta, Naughty yeah. Marietta as well. You know, I, I I I must confess that I've not watched a lot of Jeanette McDonald and Nelson Eddy uh, movies. I have not. I, I enjoyed her. I really enjoyed her. I think she's like actually a really. It was made in 1936. I mean, it, you know, it was still the world of operetta. But I I love Jeanette McDonald. I could, I could do without Nelson Eddy. I could do without him. 
I, I could, I'm okay without him. Like, uh, he looks so happy on that horse on like, better so, run, better run, better run away. He's like oh, so happy on that horse. Gosh. He just like not even trying to act. I mean, like doing what the studio told him to do, but oh man. He was deep. But, oh he was man, real I, was, deep. I was cracking me up. All right, anyway, my favorite thing. So in, you know, if we're going to throw it back to 1936, let's just take it back 10 years earlier than that. See what I'm doing, Rob? So I'd like to take it back to 1927. I'd like to not talk about a show or talk about a book or I want to talk about a place. What? I know you don't know what it. I know, Rob. I know you know you don't know what it is. A you place. don't know what I'm about. Yes, a place. Now this restaurant opened in 1927 on 44th Street. And it is legendary to this day. And that restaurant is... I don't know, Kevin. What could it be? <laughs> You're killing me. Sardis. That's right, folks. We're going to honor Sardis. Uh, and, and I would like to actually talk about uh, Sardis, the restaurant, the history of Sardis, but also a book that you can um, get that at Sardis, actually. Uh, I got this as a present. Uh, I did a reading at um, the, where we teach, Professional Conservatory Musical Theater. I'm trying to, We've renamed the school, so I'm, name, trying to, I'm trying to get you used to it. That's why I'm saying it, everybody. PCMT. Uh, we did uh, The Bell of Tombstone a musical, uh, and the writer, Thomas Edward West gave me this book that he wrote with Vincent Sardi Jr., who was the son of the original Sardi owner from 1927. And Vincent Sardi, unfortunately, is no longer with us, but he wrote this book with Thomas in 1991. It was republished in 2012. And the book is a chronicle of the restaurant, uh, along with every other page has a spread of one of the famous caricatures that are Dawn the wall of the restaurant. Now, a little history of the restaurant for y'all. Uh, it was, yes, the Schuberts actually built the building that the restaurant is located in today. Uh, same location since 1927. I lament all the time the closing of all the old cafes and bars in New York City and Midtown that, you know, oh, a yeah, you know, like now, yeah, people go to Bar Central and Joe Allen's. Those are like some of the old theater hangout spots you can go to. But there's no Angus, you know. There's no, you know, there, there's no, and going even reaching further back, there are all those other like really, really famous places you'd go to. Well, Sardi's is the only one I think that is still existing with that same legendary history uh, attached to it. Um, and so, yeah, so Vincent Sardi's, uh, uh, the older Vincent, um, he, the older Sardi. Um, the restaurant was not a big hit. It was no one was coming to it in 1927. They they tried to figure out a way to get people to come into their restaurant. And uh, Sardi remembered in being in Paris and how there was a cafe that had a lot of the local celebrities on the wall. And, you know, if you were a, a constant guest of the restaurant, you had your caricature taken. So that's what he started to do. And the first artist was a man named Alex Gard G A R D, um, and his pay was a free meal. And in fact, when the restaurant got to be such a big hit and his and his you know caricatures really took off. Off and he was doing all the famous people in town. They, you know, he said, well, and the father died and the son took over. He said, listen, Alex, we'll renegotiate your contract. You, you know, you're making lots of money now. He still said, nope, I'm, and my contract, the initial one was good and I'm only going to do it for a meal. It was for the love of it. He just loved, you know, being participating and sort of creating that legacy that it is to this day. There's over 200 and boy, there's like over 300 pictures. Now this book has about 275 of those pictures in it. Um, some names you might not recognize, some names that you should recognize that you still don't know. Um, and all and political figures, all different kinds of people. Uh, and, uh, and along with like fun little anecdotes about what, the world was like in 
New York entertainment history. You know, you, you would go to your opening night party at Sardi's. We've heard from legends that we've talked to about how closing night, I mean, opening night parties that, you know, you would be standing on a chair with the, when the papers came in and someone read the reviews or the place cleared out if the reviews were bad. We've heard all of those stories. Um, but I think it's pretty cool that you can still go to this restaurant to this day and, and get a glimpse of what New York City life was like. Uh, to be in the entertainment industry, you know, uh, just to give a little more insight on that, the, the Sardi senior, um, he made a point of making sure that his wait staff, and this is in the thirties, forties, fifties, made sure that they went to see all the shows. So they would know all of the bit players and shows that being a working actor on Broadway, you know, you had a home there that if you were out of work, he would let you have a tab and not have to pay the bill. And then when he passed away, the, the son found the, in his dad's desk, all these tabs of unpaid bills from the actors because he, he wasn't a stickler for it. He just let him like <laughs> let him eat because he really was a fan of the actor, of the entertainment actor, not necessarily the movie star, but the stage actor. Um, and I and I I lament that we really don't have a place like that to this day. So, all that talking is aside. Oh, and incidentally, there's only been four uh, artists uh, since 1927 that have done the caricatures. The guy that's doing it right now, Barrett's B E R T Z B A R A T Z. He's been doing it for the last 40 years or so. Um, and, and are still churning them out. Yeah. Pretty that's, cool. Isn't it? That's, yeah. <clears throat> that's incredible. A quick question for you. I had heard that the photos that the uh, people see in the restaurant or the sketches people see in the restaurant are not the original. They're copies. The originals are in a vault somewhere. Yeah, is that true? That is, a, that is true because uh, in, in, the, in, in the book, uh, there is uh, anecdotal stories about this that I- either fans would steal them or the, the actual actors themselves were, would steal them. Uh, one was a, an actor whose uh, partner had died, so they wanted to keep the picture as a memento. Another was an actor who hated their picture so much that they stole it. Uh, and eventually they just realized that they needed to keep, uh, because this has become such an archive, um, they, they realized they needed to preserve them. And, and now I think one of the libraries has a lot of them. They've, they've donated some of them to the, li- I think the Performing Arts Library, uh, and they've had exhibits and stuff. Uh, and I have to say, a, a shout out to the, to the artists that have created these caricatures because when you look at the book and you look at these pictures yeah there's faces that you recognize but the art of caricature is something that we don't really uh, have today we have them in political cartoons but back in the day when there was many many print newspapers you know you would have these artists like al hirschfeld and and a plethora of others that were making a living, you know, doing a send up of, 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 you know, these stars. Um, and a lot of times they were not happy with the pictures that they made, but, um, you know, the smart ones put up with it and signed it. And so it would go on the wall because you were a legend as soon as you were on the wall at Sardi's. And I think that's, it's nice that we actually still have Lindsay Mendez just had hers done, you know, and I, I think it's great that we still are carrying that tradition still to this day. That's great. And it, please, I hope everyone will come to Kevin and I's unveiling at our Sardis caricature. <laughs> in, which in the we're, bathroom. In, yeah, we're going to draw a post-it stick figures of ourselves and stick it in <laughs> stall number three. That's right. <laughs> stall two was it. taken. <laughs> stall two was taken. So that's fine. Broadway um, wasted that one, yeah. Broadway wasted took stall two. We're stall three, so come say hi. Um, awesome. Good. That's I, I can't wait to read this book. I have never heard of this book before. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize. And you can- 
you can get it on um, – it's twenty four ninety five. You can get it on the website of Sardis. Sardis actually has a website, and you can get it on the Sardis website for order. Or you can go to the actual restaurant and uh, experience the actual restaurant itself and go there. Incidentally, uh, one last side note, um, a tradition that started decades ago, decades and decades ago, on two show days on Wednesday, they would have an actor's menu um, for actors that were in Broadway shows would have a, a discounted uh, menu for them, specifically for them, and they still have that to this day. And I think that's a pretty cool thing to, to celebrate. So go to Sardi's, buy the book. That's awesome. Will you bring it to rehearsal today so I can take a look at it? Yes, of course Thank I you. will. Thank you. Uh, so my favorite thing this week ties in a little bit with our guest this week. Our guest this week is the wonderful Tony Award winning Debbie Gravett, who won a Tony Award for Jerome Robbins Broadway. She's a brilliant, brilliant artist. And I mentioned on the podcast that I'm obsessed with her voice. Um, she is my favorite singer of all time, period. And yes, that's I, I realize what company I'm putting her in. She belongs in that company. And yes, she's number one on that list. So My jaw dropped on the floor when you said that. That during the interview, I, I really did. I because I, you don't use those kinds of you don't say stuff like that a lot. She's uh, she's there's something about her voice I really really like, yeah. and I can't I cannot articulate why I like it. I just like it. Um, so anyway, so De- Debbie's uh, was the great guest this week. Debbie did an album in the mid '90s. It was her first album. The album is my favorite thing this week, and it was going to be my favorite thing at some point, even way before we had Debbie on as a guest. And that is her album from the mid '90s. I think it's 1996. The album is called Part of Your World. The Alan Menken album. It's an album dedicated entirely to the music of Alan Menken, who in the mid-90s was known, but not really as known as he's come, become subsequently, with not only a lot more uh, Disney movie musicals coming out, but also a lot of his movies being adapted to the stage. So she sings on this album about 15 Alan Menken songs, and they're all wonderful. She sings like the popular ones like Seize the Day from Newsies um, and all that fun stuff. And, of course, Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. Um, you know, she was in The Little Mermaid. A voice, uh, but not a singing voice, incidentally. Uh, no, a speaking voice. How ironic yes. is that? So all we right. have all of those. But then she also – and she gives us like Suddenly Seymour and Beauty and the Beast. But then she also gives us some really wonderful uh, lesser-known Alan Menken songs that I think everybody should listen to. Her first song on the album is my favorite I Want song in a musical <laughs> ever. And ironically, it's an I Want song that nobody's ever seen on stage in a musical. And that is a song called I Want to Be a Rockette which is from the musical Kicks, which never got produced on Broadway. Um, I wish it would come at some point. It's just a beautiful, great song. Very fun. Uh, it's her number one song. She also does a song called Crystal Ronette and Chiffon, which was an IM song for the urchins from Little Shop huh. of Horrors that never made it. Uh, we'll have Tomorrow, which was cut from Little Shop of Horrors. You hear it at the end a little bit. Yes. Where they just randomly was... are like, we'll have tomorrow. And you're like, what is that? Wait, like, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Music in the middle this. of Don't yeah. Feed the Plants. You're like, right, what right, is right. that? <laughs> it was from a song called We'll Have Tomorrow that got cut. Um, she does Santa Fe. She does One Jump Ahead from Aladdin, which when she does it sounds like an old 1940s big band. It sounds amazing. And one of my favorites, if you are an alto belter and you're looking for a song to do, take a look at a song she does called Growin' Boy, which was cut from the, ba- not cut from, uh, from the Babe Ruth musical that never got to be so it's 15 really fantastic songs her album is great it's her first album um it's on uh, apple music it's on spotify you can buy it on itunes but take a listen to it because it's it's my favorite thing for the week and i hope if you aren't already in love with debbie's voice this will make you a convert the same way it made me so that's mine and also we talked about this when we got cut but we'll do it again which is the album cover is kind of genius. <laughs> it's 
I love Debbie, but it's literally the mid-90s album cover that everyone had in the back of Show Music magazine. It's it's those artsy album covers. Oh, it's yeah. Debbie, it's black and white. She's wearing a shoulderless 1940s-looking dress with black gloves. Hair is nice and feathered. I cannot tell if she's under a sheet or at the ocean. Um, <laughs> it's one of those. And then Kevin and I were talking that we want to... What are some of your favorite... Show music magazine back of the ads. Uh, and we, we should and we were saying that we should um, act out some of the covers and and do side by side comparisons. And I and I I really 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 want Rob to do the Jason Graw "You're Never Fully Dressed Without a Smile" cover, which is which is just naked with a little hat covering J- the bits. I will just say that if Jason did it, he's wearing a straw hat to cover his bits. If I'm doing <laughs> it. We're gonna need a top hat, boys. Hey oh, hey oh. Um, so anyway, that's that's that. Oh, my favorite. So we were talking about some of these album covers. My favorite ones are like because it's all mid nineties. It's all guys with bleach blonde hair, spiky like bleached tips. Yep. Long white shirt, uh, yep. dress oh, shirt, yep. open yep. to like mid chest, yep. and torn jeans, barefoot, like sitting on the pier. <laughs> always barefoot. Always. Always barefoot, being like, let's do it. The music pondering. of Cole Porter, pondering. Right. Pondering the music of Cole Porter. And then what'd you say for women? Women were like they were laying on a bed, is that what you said? And they were like yeah. the cameras like above them? Yeah, always, always. And looking up at some yeah, looking way up like a photo shoot. It's great. And black and white. Always always. Sometimes the women were always in black and white. Guys were full vibrant color. No, I even think of like even like Judy Kuhn's album, her Julie Stein album. Oh yeah. It, you know, it's just her like I love it. Is she in the rain in that one or am I making that up? No, she's she's on a random street corner, I think. Yes, that's right. Wow, yeah. good memory. So, Jeez. well, you know, it's it's it, it's it's those '90s albums were kind of my favorite. So, I'm gonna go open up a show music magazine and take a picture and see what I find. It'll be like advertising the cast album of Mayor along with uh, Lee Lessig's cabaret Le- hits. Lee Lessig's forty CDs. Lee Lessig's. <laughs> where where is Lee Lessig? Oh, bless. Does he still work? Does he still do shows? I mean, yeah, uh, I think he I does. Know. I think I see his name a lot in cabaret scenes. Yeah, I think that's the scene he's in, Lee, definitely. Come give us your sh- CDs. Come be on the show at some point. We'd love to have you. I want to talk to you about your photo shoots. No? Kevin, Kevin, Kevin's worried that I'm going to like actually do some of these photo shoots. But don't you worry, Kevin. Uh, I can't wait. Wait till you see your Christmas gift this year. It's going to be a Ooh. calendar, and each each Aww. month is me doing a different photo. A different cabaret, a different cabaret yeah. CD photo? Yeah. I'm, I, I like it. I want really good titles as well. Oh, I'll come up with some. Don't you? You worry. know what I mean. Like, Good. Yeah. I got a couple of months before Christmas. Like all the wasted time, the Jason Robert Brown songs, <laughs> or something like that. You know. <laughs> and it's just me, like barefoot on the pier, looking. But out. like kick, like you're in mid kick. You know how when you yeah. kick and you're like, I'm I'm just bored. I'm gonna kick, but yeah. you're like in mid kick. Oh know? yeah, and I'll have my hands Scoffing tucked in foot. my pockets. Yep. Head yeah. tilted thumbs. like an aw shucks. Oh yeah, yep. thumbs. Thumbs on your belt. Hoop. You know what I'll do is I'll get all '90s outfits. So I'll get like a really long suit jacket and roll the sleeves up and just have a t-shirt underneath it. I get a unit. I'll get a unit. I'll get different yeah. 90s units. Yeah, I think that would be really Okay, good. so guys, this is my... Oh, Kevin, I hate to tell you, but your Christmas gift is going to be this year. It's going to be a Rob of the Month calendar <laughs> doing each Rob of... of the recreating some of our favorite show music album covers. <laughs> Rob of the Month. Oh, man, I'm going to go dig and find some good albums for you to do. Oh, yeah. you can. And we'll take suggestions, guys. You can tweet me some suggestions if you want. Uh, but that's that's what our next thing will be. Thank you. Okay, so Kev. obscure that everyone will love it. So, that's what we love. We love when it's niche. Obscure. That's where we are in this world. That's that's really where we are. That's where we and are in our lives. thank you for joining us in our world, everybody. Thank yes, you. Thank and you for, for dealing with world. us and our frustration and re-recording all of this again. But it sounded fun and spontaneous, didn't it? 
It did, actually. I got into the mood eventually. Well, you know what? That's disgusting. I don't want to hear anymore. You'll really get okay. in the mood when you, you go see to my work calendar. Now. All, All right. Christmas. Okay. All right. All right. I'm Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.